1: It's Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click williamsoncadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki. A vibrant, revitalized city and a young, emerging football power came together in 1983 to pursue a daring championship vision. Together, they reached the
2: pinnacle of success in college football
1: has
3: beaten Nebraska 31-30. What a great night in the Orange Bowl. Howard Stellenberger being given a ride across the field. And when the Miami
1: folks say we're number one, I think this time you got to believe it. I can't say very much except this.
4: Yeah! You've come a long way. Nobody in the world thought you could come this far. Nobody in the wildest dream thought you could do it.
1: Except everybody here.
0: I felt our defense could uh, match up with them, and I didn't think that they had the potential to uh, rush our passer and to cover our
3: receiver. So, yes, I I felt very confident about it. The thing that I had to be concerned about going into that game was that our football team didn't peak and didn't get too high too early
0: and to try to hold everything in balance as the as game came up.
4: All right, our tribute to Howard Schnellenberger, Joe Zgacki, Don Bailey Jr. at the Green Tree practice field watching University of Miami Spring football practice. You spent a lot of time out on this practice field with Howard Schnellenberger. You could probably go for the next 12 minutes, but uh, what would you say about when you're out here, your experience when you were on the Green Tree practice field with Coach Schnellenberger.
2: You know, Joe, prepared everybody for for life after football. Uh, That's the thing that I don't think uh, you can really convey is that all the lessons that Howard taught you in football, they transcend into into real life. Uh, Being honest to yourself, working hard, uh, trusting your teammates, building trust, uh, being loyal to your family. Uh, being the absolute best that you can be on every single snap, and, and that was that was a demand of his. You, you couldn't you couldn't make the team unless you had a foundation of the things that he felt that were important. But Green Tree is where it was all decided, and that's where the competition was. And he was in no hurry ever to get off a of football field.
4: <laughs> he, of course now recognize, really, for bringing the professional passing game to college football?
2: Yeah, he was years ahead of college football. He came in and brought the the pro-style passing game and and the protections and the tight end and the receiving game into it. And he, and he, he just was so far ahead of the game at his time. Now, you go back to Howard's beginnings, he's always been ahead of the game. You don't win a couple national championships with Bear Bryant at Alabama by not being ahead. You don't coordinate a a 17-0 NFL season with the Miami Dolphins without being ahead and also using a backup quarterback during that period. So he's always been an innovator. I think he's always felt that he had an academic advantage offensively. Uh, over anybody that he coached against, and I think a big part of it is is, is his resume because he coached defense, he coached special teams, and he certainly knew how to coach quarterbacks and offense.
4: What was it like when he addressed the team?
2: You could hear a pin drop. It It was all hands on deck. It was all eyes on the coach, and it was not one peep out of anybody from the moment that he started Till he let you know you were done, but he would always inflict wisdom on it. He would be—he would give an order, but he would explain the why. I think that's the the biggest part of it is that he, he never felt like your time was being wasted by Howard Schnellenberger because you knew why you were doing it. And I, I've had time a little bit to, to think about this, and and with Howard, there was. There was a physical side to him. His teams were going to be physical. They were going to be the best conditioned. They were going to eventually be great in a weight room. It took him a little time and to get to that point with Ray Ganong. You were going to execute your plays. There was a physical side. You were never going to be intimidated physically. You were never going to be out physical. You were never going to be out-conditioned. But the real thing was there was a spiritual side. And the spiritual side was that the lessons you learned, you could carry on for life. I think that's why so many guys that he had as players are successful because they got a master's or a doctorate in in Schnellenberger. And as I mentioned, it it, it transcends. It really does. If you just live your life the way that he taught you to play this game, you're going to be successful. And if you don't, you'll, you'll, you'll fall into the ditch unnecessarily. He had
4: a great coaching staff. Uh, Tim Heldon was your offensive line coach. He was offensive coordinator. Gary Stevens uh, later became the offensive coordinator. Joe Brodsky, Hubbard Alexander. He had a great offensive staff with all those minds. Well, what was it like when it came down to devising strategy?
2: You know, as a player, you just bought in. You, you just knew that if you did your part... The only way that you would lose a game would be you'd run out of time. That was his deal. We didn't lose guys. We just ran out of little time. And he was uh, he was spectacular in, in the X's and O's. And, you know, he was on special teams early also. I mean, he was a special teams guy. He understood the, the hidden yardage when people didn't talk about it. He, he managed to clock as good as anybody. I, you know, I think, you know, an example of that is Bernie Kosar made the statement if uh, if Miami didn't, Miami didn't make that play, they still had twenty seven seconds or forty seven seconds in the championship game to march the field. That that tells you everything. If you're down in the national championship game and you got less than a minute to go, that's plenty of time. And that's Howard Schnellenberger.
4: Well, here's uh, two other things uh, for you. One, your '81 team was as good as any team that he had. Probably as good as the '83 team. Uh, didn't have anything. Didn't have uh, the championship to show for it because of two rotten calls. Uh, but and and probation. That that was one. But that was a great team in '81. Beat Penn State. Beat Florida State. Clobbered Notre Dame. '82. Uh, you didn't have the same fortune. Lost games in the fourth quarter, and then in, in the offseason, going into the 83 season, that's when he comes up with the four fingers in the air. That's when he told that team we got to win in the fourth quarter, so you, your team teams were responsible for a lot of stuff.
2: Well, you know, everybody, everybody that was a part of him from day one um, was a part of the foundation for that national championship team. I think everybody feels included in that. I think it's very, very special for you know, the Tony Fitzpatrick's and the Danny Brown's and the Bernie Kosar's and the Jay Brophy's, the, the guys that walked away with the ring and the Juan Comanderos. I think it's, it was very, very important to them. But anybody that was a part of day one with Coach Schnellenberger, whether it was for a season or for four or five or three or two, that everybody realizes that they had their hands in laying the foundation for that national championship.
4: Let me bring it back to uh, today's spring uh, football practice for the University of Miami to, to, uh, to modern time right now in spring football. Uh, the trenches, both sides of the ball. Coach Diaz has said he feels good about having a two deep on the defensive line and the offensive line. Uh, what do you see there?
2: I see that this offensive line, uh, G- Garrett Justice is, is just phenomenal. I think that he relates to these players as good as anybody I've seen do it. He works on technique. He understands hands and foot placement and uh, pass protection and run blocking. He's got a great grasp of it. You've got a guy that was a head coach and an offensive coordinator, so he sees a big picture offensively. And the biggest thing is is that I think he's got that room's respect. And you say, well, I didn't know that, Don. I, I see that Devon Donaldson's lost weight. That's a respect issue. I see that Corey Gaynor's gain weight. That's a respect issue. I see the work ethic, and I see improved technique. Uh, defensively, uh, it, it's a great thing that, uh, that that Miami's got a big number of guys there. Uh, to think that they're going to replace Jalen Phillips is very, very difficult. You're not—that's a first-round draft pick, bona fide guy and it's going, to take, it's going to take a group. It's going to take that whole room, and they're fortunate to have Jess Simpson here who came from the Falcons, who was here before, but that, that line of scrimmage on the defensive side, it's going to be a unit. I don't see one guy standing out right now. That doesn't mean you can't be successful, but I, I just think that they have to work as a unit.
4: By the way, Jess Simpson ran the Pro Day Drills on Monday and he was really, really good at it and I think the NFL people here were very impressed. Of course, he is a former NFL guy, so uh, I thought that was really cool to watch him run those drills. We'll wrap up our Howard Schnellenberger tribute this way. Uh, one, I think he'll be remembered uh, always as the foundation of Miami Hurricanes football. And number two, I told you this on Saturday and I hope our audience understands this, Howard Schnellenberger uh, played for Bland collier coach with bear bryant george allen don shula part of some of the most significant wins in the history of football professional football and the nfl and you don bailey he found enough in you that you were his captain so you'll always carry that with you
2: i will joe i i i think about that as uh is is an honor you know i mean that was that was uh you know to be hand chosen by him and uh and to be given that responsibility i was i was grateful for it and i embraced it and uh i damn sure knew i better not let him down (laughs) and and uh you know he's just he's gonna be with me the rest of my life and he he had the the great knack of taking finding characters with character and he just found guys that he could make a team and if you if you gave it if you gave yourself a chance he'd make you great and as I can attest to he'll stay with you the rest of your life.
4: By the way Howard Schellenberger last thing my first meeting with Howard Schellenberger was a discussion about this show this show and we needed a name and we came up with the hurricane hotline that shows you that he was he was the foundation of Miami Hurricanes football. At any rate, <laughs> Hurricanes football uh, will continue. Spring football I'll take a little bit of a break, but we'll continue. Also, our show will continue. And 1-800-GO-CANES for your University of Miami season tickets. If you have been thinking about your dream car and you are ready to add some luxury to your lifestyle, may I recommend Williamson Cadillac. For 52 years, Williamson Cadillac has been a part of this community. And for 52 years, nobody has done a better job with customer service than Ed Williamson. You can experience everything that Williamson Cadillac has to offer with its award-winning lineup. You can make a statement in their unmistakable XT Cross. Crossovers engineered to stand out. The XT4, the XT5, the XT6. I am driving the XT4. It is a glorious ride. Excite your senses in Williamson's CT Sedan Series, dedicated to performance, or you can ride in the original icon, the fifth generation right now, the Cadillac Escalade. Visit their state-of-the-art facility, easily located at US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto Expressway, or view their entire lineup online at williamsoncadillac.com williamson cadillac your premier luxury dealership williamson is miami
1: 560 the Joe w q a m broadcast live from the lou backroad coconut creek chevrolet studios no one sells chevy's for less than lou backroad coconut creek chevrolet no one find new roads Now, back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U. AM 560 and FM 96.5 HD2 WQAM. Driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click williamsoncadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki.
4: With Don Bailey Jr., Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr., And our show coming to you right now from the Green Tree practice field. We have a unique perspective watching the University of Miami go through another spring football practice. And uh, one of the things that jumps out with the veteran players, you have two functioning, at least two functioning units uh, on both sides of the ball.
2: You do, Joe, and thank goodness for a lot of these players came back. That's something that we haven't seen here at the University of Miami. But you've got quality depth. You're able to run really two-and-a-half complete units, and everybody's getting a ton of quality reps, but the competition has increased greatly, which makes it for a better practice every day. I think
4: we saw that the other day. They scrimmaged well. They scrimmaged in an organized fashion. You don't have to teach a lot of guys new things, so I think that's a another asset when you have a lot of returning players.
2: Well, fortunately for Miami, they had uh, – The time under Mark Richt, which Manny Diaz was a part of, Manny Diaz took over. He instituted his practice and combined some of that with, of course, Coach Ricks. So the players that are here now have had less of an adjustment period, the existing players. The new ones, it's always a big-time adjustment.
4: Mike Harley continues to shine in the first couple of weeks of practice, not only with his ability to catch the football, but, but also his leadership.
2: He is absolutely amazing. I, I think that his, he's the poster child for why for to come back. And you look at what he's doing right now. Every single practice, you and I say numerous times, Mike Harley, and then it's followed by another name or two. But he has been at the top of the list every single practice, every single drill, every single rep. And if you had to pick a, a spring MVP at this moment, it's Mike Harley.
4: Uh, Well, I'll ask you the question that you asked me. We know that Harley can be the intermediate guy. Uh, He can give you a big play. Restrepo also uh, doing a nice job working out of the slot. Who's going to be the deep ball guy?
2: Well, that's to be determined. On paper, and at least what you would think immediately would be be Rambo. I mean, he's the guy that has got the height. He's the guy that seems to have a little bit more top-end speed than both of those guys. Um, you, you've got Restrepo and Harley. They've got a lot of wiggle they can get open, but I think Rambo is, is the big strider. He's the guy that can is the taller of, of those three mentioned names. And if you're, if I'm putting down my list, which I've already done right now, it's Harley, it's Restrepo, and it's Rambo today.
4: We'll probably talk about this uh, a lot, but we are watching Van Dyke and Garcia. We'll stick with those two. Uh, Matoka is doing a pretty good job also. I don't want to forget him. Uh, but uh, they got a commitment from a third quarterback last week. So so now going into next year, you would have at least three guys competing. But right now, without De'Ara King, what we see from uh, Garcia, he's, he's scrimmaged well. I said he's got a nice fastball
2: good way to describe him. I think it helps every time that if you've got a quarterback that comes from a coaching family, whether it was a grandparent or a parent that played the game or coached the game, Garcia's dad played quarterback at Nebraska. So it was dinner table talk while he's growing up the quarterback position. And I think that a lot of people forget how much is learned about that position just in casual conversation. When you're watching two quarterbacks, whether you're a 10th grader and your dad played the game, if you're watching a game an NFL game, you can have an interesting conversation about how that quarterback plays and then you throw in the coaching and you throw in the other experiences, it makes a big difference.
4: Van Dyke is a big kid with a big arm and I think the other thing about Van Dyke that kind of jumps out at you a little bit is he does try to give his receivers a fighting chance. Not every ball is going to be between the numbers. I think he believes that if he puts the ball out there, a receiver, it's their responsibility to go fight for it.
2: The impression that I've gotten from him through these eight practices of of spring is that he understands his role not only in the offense, but for the team and at the university. He's a quarterback. He's not anything else. He's going to be a great quarterback. He realized that it's a meeting room job. It's a weight room job. It's a classroom job. It's a university job. And he's embracing all of these. And he looks very comfortable. I mean, you have De'Eric King last year who was absolutely phenomenal. And he's living proof on how Miami has not had Quote unquote, the guy at quarterback for many, many years because Keen came in as the guy and he really transformed this team. Van Dyke has learned from him. Garcia will learn from him. And I think this group of quarterbacks that they have right now, the, the guys that are in place and then the one that would just committed, they, they, they are Manny Diaz. If you're looking at his body of work in, in two years, you say that his goal, along with getting everything else square, is to make sure we don't have any guys at that position that can't help us win football games.
4: We mentioned uh, on the show last week that in order for the University of Miami to start separating themselves, they need to find more playmakers. And if I think about that even more, playmakers come in a lot of different ways. Lou Headley is a playmaker. When he punched the ball 46 yards an attempt, that's changing the field. That's a playmaker. Bora Gallus was a playmaker last year. When you had a field goal kicker, you can try it out there to make a 57-yarder. That's a playmaker. That's producing points. We'll see if it's going to be Camden, Bryce, or Bora Gallus this year. Uh, If you Come down with interceptions. That's a playmaker. Jalen Phillips was a playmaker with sacks, with tackles for losses. even had an interception in the Florida State game. I still think they need to find more playmakers. Where do you think they're coming from? or Where can they come from?
2: I hope they come from, let's go back to where we started, the receiver spot. We're talking about Restrepo, Harley, and Rambo, and we're halfway done with spring football. We've got to find six to nine guys that can complement each other at the wide receiver spot. I think today, you know, we're set on three. You've got another half of this spring to come up with a minimum of three more guys, and then you get into the fall, I think that they'd really like to come in with nine uh, or, or eight that can really help. The backfield has got to, to come up with the guy. Coach Lashley mentioned that he wants a guy that can carry the ball 20 times. Well, that's that to me is an open invitation for whoever wants to be the starting running back. Who's going to work the hardest? Who's going to pass protect? Who's going to take this offense and understand every single role in it? And who is going to be the guy? There's, it's not seniority. It's not anything else. It, it is performance. And that's what we're you and I are waiting to see, as well as this whole coaching staff.
4: We've seen some good things from Tyreek Stevenson. The transfer from Georgia Where's number two at defensive back. We like his size, his physicality. Uh, I think some exciting things are going to happen when the ball is thrown in his direction one way or the other.
2: Yeah, I do too, Joe. I think um, maybe early on they'll test him, but... You may not see many balls thrown over there and that's the ultimate compliment right So then that leaves to Corey couch and whoever else is you know you got blades working in that other side of it. he quietly has really become one of the greatest additions of this offseason simply because of the fact that he adds a dimension that Miami has not had.'s he's got he's a physical lockdown corner that can take away a section of the field.
4: I think what you saw from him at Georgia at times was the ability to make make up the play in terms of his beat, but then he found a way to, to make the play at the end.
2: Well, it, it, literally he has the make-up speed, but I think also it's the physical side of it. You know, and, and what has he faced? He's faced Alabama a couple times. He's faced Tennessee a couple times. He's faced LSU. He's faced brand-name opponents week in and week out and did it early in his career. Well, that
4: gets me to you know, Al Blades' night out here uh, for the spring. He was having a good year last year. Ivy had himself a pretty good sophomore year. Last year I thought he was okay. I thought he was good, not great. And maybe uh, this is going to be helpful for DJ Ivey because he's got three years under his belt. There aren't many, many places where you get a a corner, a fourth-year starting cornerback. Ivey's got the size. He's got to make a lot of plays, more plays.
2: If not now, when? That's really the question. DJ Ivey's here. He's experienced. There's competition in the position. He's got to make sure that he puts himself in the right spot to be in that starting rotation in the, in the secondary. We're, keep,
4: we're keeping an eye on linebacker. Uh, we'd like some of the things you saw last year from Corey Flagg Jr. Really smart kid, two-time state champion uh, out of Houston. I wish he was two inches taller. Uh, but between him and Jennings and Seed and uh, Brooks, You've got to find somebody that can emerge, two guys that can emerge there.
2: Two things I'd like to see happen out of that position is that you find uh, you come out of spring really as close as you can with your starting two linebackers. But then you'd like to find the guy that's going to be the leader at that position. Because historically, that linebacker spot has provided the leadership on a defense. Sometimes it's a D-line and sometimes it's secondary. But normally, that middle linebacker or that linebacker spot is the guy that leads your whole defense. And I think that's equally as important as the guy that's getting the play in time.
4: We had pro day out here at the Green Tree practice field earlier this week. Revin Jordan ran a 4-6 and a four six four. Jalen Phillips probably made himself a lot of money. Ran a 4 4- Five six four five eight, and showed that he was very explosive.
2: The speed, the top-end speed that he has, is very impressive. The the shuttle was even more impressive. That's that that shows you that in line, that quickness from right to left, the ability to recover, and physically, he look already looks the part as an NFL player. But I think the biggest attraction to Jalen Phillips is his effort and his attitude. And you and I have witnessed all last year, you know, even in the four spring practices, I have never seen a guy play in and play out, day in and day out, provide the effort that he provided and practice. I'm not even going to get to the game part of it. And practice, that is the hardest practicing player I've ever seen that I can even remember here at the University of Miami. And that's thats one heck of an accomplishment and when you, that transcends onto the playing field. He's got all the measurables that you want. He's a he's a Greek god physically, and then he tests out in the upper echelon of everybody at that position. He has done a great job of working himself into a top-round pick.
4: Rousseau is expected to be a top-25 pick. If it comes down to selecting between Rousseau and Phillips, does it come down to beauty as in the eye of the beholder?
2: Well, to me, I look at that deal as, what do you need today? You know, the National Football League, in that first round, you better bring somebody in that can help you at this minute unless you're drafting at the end, which means you've got a winning team. So I like the fact that Jalen Phillips is game-ready right now. I, I really do. You've got really seven games of film on Rousseau. I know that the ceiling... We don't even know how high the ceiling is with him, with with his size, with his speed, and he's still maturing. That's the difference is, to me, you look at, at Jalen, he's turned he, – you look at it a man. You are looking at a guy that's ready to go in the NFL. You look at Rousseau, he's a guy that's young, and he's a guy that's going to have to get better as time goes by.
4: Brevin Jordan did some nice things, showed that he was a very smooth route runner. People know he can make plays. Jordan can make plays. He caught a lot of passes for the University of Miami, he caught a lot of touchdowns. But he also also has to prove he can stay on the field.
2: I think that's the biggest mark, Joe. Um, I think there's, you know, today's tight end. Is there a little question in height? Yes. Uh, is there a little question in, in uh, ability? Not really. Uh, does he have the top-end speed that you would probably want? You'd like him maybe to be a little bit faster based on what we saw tested here. But more importantly, he's a guy that has to, you got to realize, you're going to be playing 17 regular season games, preseason, and hopefully if you're on the right team, a couple playoffs. Does he have the durability in the National Football League to get through some seasons, which he didn't have here?
4: Kane's going through spring football practice on the green tree practice field working hard and looking pretty good so far don't forget season tickets one 800 go Kings.
1: 560 the joe wqam broadcast live from the lou backroad coconut creek chevrolet studios no one sells chevys for less than lou backroad coconut creek chevrolet no one find new roads Now back to Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U, AM560 and FM96.5 HD2 WQAM, driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click WilliamsonCadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki.
4: All right, joining us on the show now is second year freshman Xavier Restrepo, formerly of Deerfield Beach and St. Thomas and Monarch. Xavier, thanks for being with us. You're off to a, a really good spring so far. What's been the difference for you during spring football?
3: Thank you for having me on, first, first and foremost, um, and um, just, you know, j- j- from last year, just learning, you know, j- just learning all the steps to success and just me just executing the opportunities that I'm given at hand from my coaches and from my players.
4: Uh, in the spr- uh, in the uh, scrimmage the other day, nine catches, 144 yards, two touchdowns, and so now you're a guy that has become reliable. You're getting open. Do you feel like your confidence is growing? Yes, sir. Yeah. How about the scrimmage? Were you pleased with the with the results with the nine catches?
3: Well. In my head, you know, I always think I could do way better than what I actually do, you know. So um, it, it it was like an average, average day for me. But, um, you know, I, I wasn't worried too much about that. I was just worried about, you know, if the offense is clicking or not. And just, you know, just, just winning the scrimmage.
4: Now, here, here's one of the things that uh, my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr., and I have noticed in practice and in the scrimmage. doesn't matter who the quarterback is they're throwing the ball to you they're looking to you which means to me you're catching the ball do you feel like uh you are you that do you feel like the quarterbacks are pinpointing you when they throw the football
3: that just comes with trust you know there's certain receivers that on our team that the quarterback no matter what um whoever whoever the quarterback is could trust you know one of them and I I guess I'm one of those guys that that the quarterback can trust that no matter what, it's not going to be a pick. So, worst thing comes to worst, I'm gonna it down, you know. And I, I, I think I gave my um my, my quarterbacks that that confidence, you know, to throw them my way when they're in trouble.
4: You're working out of the slot a lot. Do you think you can be a first down maker, a guy they go to on third downs, and a guy that can find the first down marker?
3: Yes, sir. No, no doubt. I, I think I can actually be a, a, a every down guy. Yeah.
4: The quarterbacks so far, uh, Van Dyke, Garcia, we've even even seen Matoka. uh, Van Dyke and Garcia, they can really throw the football, can't they? What what do you see in Van Dyke so far?
3: Van Dyke, well, I actually came in with him, you know, and we've been rooming literally ever since we've got here. So um, just the chemistry between me and him and the, the chemistry that's growing throughout the whole entire receiver group, because... You know, he, he's taking all the one rush right now, and just to see um, him, you know, just connecting everything, and obviously, we all know that he has the arm, you know. His arm is ridiculous, you know. It's it's it's, it's, it's actually ridiculous, you know. You make everything a throw on the field, and, um you know, just to see him connect with the other guys also, is just, it's awesome, you know. As a teammate and, and and as a roommate, you know, because we go back and we watch two hours of film every single day, and it's just like wow, like how how did you even make that throw, you know? Yeah.
4: yeah when he throws it, you better be ready, right? Because the ball gets to you in a hurry.
3: Oh, 100 percent. I mean, all the quarterbacks that throw like that, you know. Um, that that's just like a, a college thing.
4: Yeah, I thought with uh, with Garcia, we we had a chance to see him as well. He's got a pretty good fastball, doesn't he?
3: Yes, sir. Yes,
4: sir. Uh, it's, it's pretty clear uh, that both of them, but let's talk about Garcia for a moment, pretty clear that he played high level. of. A, I mean, you played at a high level uh, of high school football. Uh, he, he went from California to Georgia, won a state championship. So it's pretty clear that uh, he, he understands the quarterback position.
3: Yes, sir.
4: Yes, sir. What do you like about him when he's on the field?
3: Um, he, What I like about him is just that he also trusts his guys, you know, um, to make the play, and he gives a lot of 50-50 opportunities, and um, he he's learning, you know. Um, every single day, he, he's learning with Coach Lashley and Coach Brewer and Coach Coop, just um, about reads and just making quicker decisions, and he, he's doing a fantastic job doing that.
4: Now, you mentioned with, with Van Dyke, being your roommate, and you mentioned having the chemistry, that does have to help, right? Uh, the fact that you guys have been together now for, uh, what, a year and a half, just about. Yes, sir. So who is um, who does the cooking, you or him?
3: <laughs> well, actually, um, me and him actually both um, – cooked really well actually we actually cooked a a dish the other night it was pretty it was really really good actually (laughs) we were almost like surprised on how how good we were
4: (laughs) yeah all right so if i invite myself over for for dinner then what's on the restrepo van dyke menu (laughs)
3: um whatever you want just just place an order and we're gonna make it taste good (laughs) that's it
4: (laughs) all right when you played uh played high school football uh, you played at Saint Thomas uh, for a couple of years. You went up to Deerfield Beach. You played with a teammate, Jalen Knighton. How explosive can Knighton be in this offense?
3: Rooster. <laughs> well, there's that, that, a reason why he calls, why uh, everybody calls him Rooster. You know, he's just incredibly fast and just explosive. You know, anytime he touches that ball, I'm trying to. uh, racing to the end zone you know just or like just trying to run right in front of him so i could get a block or something you know it's just me and him both know whether one of us gets the ball in the hand we could score at any moment and that's what makes him so unique is just that you know just put the ball in his hand and just literally watch a show because it's about to happen
4: Do you feel like the second year of this offense under Coach Lashley, that it's making a jump in spring football? Do you feel like everybody's a little more comfortable with this offense?
3: Oh, 100%. You you can see guys flying around the field, being confident on what their assignment is, what their splits are. Guys are just super confident, and we're looking really good right now.
4: What we haven't mentioned, maybe not your area of expertise, but very important element, and... Perhaps emerging as one of the stronger units is the offensive line.
3: Oh, the offensive line is looking great—bigger, faster with Coach Feely, um, just moving guys. And like I said, they're playing super confident, knowing all their, you know, their their adjustments and their assignments, and it all starts from you know Coach Justice. Coach Justice is doing a great job with those guys.
4: How important do you think it has been to have? some of those holdovers, guys that have come back that can provide some mentoring, guys like Mike Harley on offense or maybe it's an Amari Carter or a Bubba Bolden on defense, the fact that you have players that are older and being around them, how does that help a younger player like yourself?
3: Well, you know, just seeing guys, like I said previously, just seeing guys do it in big-time games and just seeing how guys react um, and then at the end of the day, what I figured out is you can't be scared to ask a question. You know, that those guys are there to help and those guys are, you know, uh, a stepping stone in your career. You know, um, seeing uh, asking them all types of questions on what they, you know, my, my, my whole entire thing about it is like I try to be annoying with the question. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking every single question in the book and just saying it on. How, how many tips I can get so that when I do present myself in the game that I'm not surprised by anything.
4: Xavier Restrepo is our guest. What do you think was, going back to last year, I mentioned you played high school football at the highest level in this community, but when you make that jump to college football, is it bigger than you thought, bigger than some kids think, going from high school into college football?
3: I mean, growing up in South Florida, it's not really like, bigger um and neither faster you know obviously guys are faster in college you know because like everybody's fast you know it's just not not two three people in a position group that are fast and blazing you know all the guys are fast but it's about just it's like i'm not really surprised by anything because growing up in south florida is just competition no matter where you're at you know it's just go out there and obviously do your job and just play ball you know Mm -hmm. do do, do what you were brought there to do is compete and work your tail off.
4: Do you think last year, because it was a year of adversity, you get to school, then the pandemic hits, there's no spring football, then you're out there competing in the summer, the season gets underway, everybody's got to go through all kinds of uh, COVID protocols, the team gets put on pause during the course of the year, all that adversity in your first year as a freshman, do you think it's going to make you better?
3: guys around me and having coaches around me that support us really really well it wasn't really that hard you know um it was obviously hard to adapt to but me I'm not I wasn't used to the the old college atmosphere you know so like this season was the first thing I saw so Mm -hmm. I mean things could only get better you know
4: you came in with uh Michael Redding, Keyshawn Smith and Dazlin Worsham how are those guys uh how are those guys playing in the spring?
3: Those guys are tearing it up, you know. Um, we're, we're getting bigger, faster, and stronger, like I said. And it's really carrying over to the field. And now, like, we're, we're not even missing a beat, you know. It's, it's just Everything's just one after another. And we're looking super confident, and we're just competing our tails off. Like I said, the whole entire receiver room, and especially um, the, the, the guys in my class, you know. I always remind them that, like, you know, when you get an opportunity, just make the most of it.
4: Now, I did mention uh, the older guys, but let me uh, ask the question this way. The two guys that are older uh, for you as well are Harley and Rambo, and not just from a mentoring aspect, but from what you see in their play. Mike Harley's play a year ago made a gigantic leap. Rambo comes in from Oklahoma. What kind of impact can they have on the offense this year?
3: Well, you know, Dom, just the same way i see all our receivers they just love football and when the ball's in the air they need it you know it it's not so much of a want it's, it's a need and that's obviously carrying over to the whole group you know um guys like my carlin rambo that have experience you know and they're just bringing it and like i said again we're asking a lot of questions and even like even they're you know asking questions about like some of the stuff that the younger the, even the younger guys you're like me, me and mike will have a conversation about one route for like 30 minutes you know j- just to see all the different types of ways that we could run around and all the different types of coverages we could get so we don't get surprised and you know it's just everything fitting into our toolbox so then when we're when we are ready to you know apply that that it's not a surprise and we're more than ready
4: uh, this kind of this is kind of a two part question for you. One, you're a local guy playing at home, so is it fun to be able to see your parents and friends because you are staying home? And two, you're playing with a bunch of other local guys that perhaps you played against or with growing up. Having a lot of South Florida guys on the team, what is that like?
3: Yes, sir. Well, um, you know, staying obviously close to home was um, just amazing. You know, it, it was a blessing in disguise, and. Um, just, I don't really go home that often because the whole Corona thing. So I just try to stay away. But when I do go home, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, just to see my little brother, my little sister and just, um, my mom and my dad and my grandma, you know, um, just to spend time with them and tell them that, you know, all the, all the stuff that I've been doing and, you know, just all the accomplishments that I've received and just playing, on Green Tree, you know, with all those guys from South Florida, is the practice atmosphere is ridiculous. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. There's nothing but competition, and that's what guys come to Miami for, competition.
4: All right. The the, the uh, last thing for you, uh, I told you that uh, when you were at St. Thomas, go all the way back to when you first started there. Uh, I, I was staying on the sidelines with Coach Diaz, watching you play in a couple of games, and uh, he would always say, "I'm recruiting him. I'm recruiting him. I love that kid." How does it make you feel when you got when you have the head coach that's with you all the way, every step of the way, through all the recruiting, you know, getting you there? When you when you when you have the head coach that believes in you like that.
3: Well, first thing f- comes to first is just that's the reason why I came to Miami, you know, because they showed the most, you know, quote unquote love, you know. Um, they showed me that they 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 want me, you know, and I took that for consideration, and I, I'm not doubtful at all, and I'm not, you know, I, I can't, I'm not regretful at all because, you know, ever since I've been at Miami, it's been the same way, you know. It, it, like sometimes in recruiting. Oh, they want you, they want you. And then as soon as you get on campus, everything changes. Nothing has changed since I've, I've been at Miami. You know, the, the love and the atmosphere is absolutely amazing. And I couldn't be thankful for it. Thank, thankful enough for it.
4: Well, you're off to a great start this spring. And um, I am confident that's going to carry over through the summer and into the regular season. You got that uh, first little encounter coming up on September the 4th. I, I don't know if you've thought about that game or not.
3: Well, uh, we've all been just focused on uh, just, uh, you know, practicing our jobs and being the best of us, you
4: know. All right. Well, you did a really good job here on your debut on the Hurricane Hotline, and I look forward to having you on our show many more times. Thanks for being with us.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity, sir. 560 the joe wqam broadcast live from the lou backroad coconut creek chevrolet studios no one sells chevys for less than lou backroad coconut creek chevrolet no one find new roads Hurricane Hotline on the home of the U, AM560 and FM96.5 HD2 WQAM, driven by Williamson Cadillac. For value, style, and performance, visit Miami's premier luxury dealership. Click williamsoncadillac.com now. Here's Don Bailey Jr. and the voice of the Hurricanes, Joe Zagacki.
4: Okay, so to come on the show, in the next hour, Eric McLean is going to join us from the ACC Network, we'll talk a little bit about University of Miami Pro Day, which occurred on Monday. That was a lot of fun to watch. We'll break that down in a moment. Uh, also coming up in our number two, Quincy Roche will join us. And uh, we'll talk about Quincy's Pro Day. He did really well. Uh, Quincy has done not only well in the Pro Day, but he did a really good job at the Senior Bowl uh, back in January. So I think he's moving up the charts a little bit as well. Uh, Quincy Roche had a very solid college football career and of course last year played well for the University of Miami. So we'll talk with Mer- uh, Eric McLean and Quincy Roche and then we will move our attention to University of Miami basketball. Sam Wardenberg has announced that he's coming back. Of course, last year Sam was injured and Sam is coming back for another year of University of Miami basketball and we will discuss with Sam why he decided to come back to the University of Miami and his thoughts on the chaos in college basketball as we have lots of guys transferring, not only at the University of Miami, but all around college basketball. And I know there is some panic about guys transferring the universe, from the University of Miami. And as soon as that happens, everybody says, well, why is that happening? Why is that happening? What's going on? Uh, it's happening everywhere. 40 is it it's either 40 or 44 players inside the ACC alone have announced that they want to change programs. So maybe kids want a fresh start. Maybe they want more playing time. Maybe they want to see what other offers are out there. Maybe they want to get closer to home. Who knows what makes them tick. But I think we're up to a thousand players in the transfer portal in college basketball and from the ACC we have 40 players that want to transfer. So Coach L is going to have a very busy offseason in addition to tracking down players and signing up players. He also has to replace Adam Fisher, so he needs another assistant coach on his coaching staff. So we'll talk with Sam Wardenberg coming up in our number two. The baseball team. Uh, the Hurricanes will be playing first pitch is in about five minutes at FAU, or rather FIU, I'm sorry, at, at FIU. Hurricanes ranked in five of the six major polls, coming in as high as number 18 in the rankings that were released on Monday. Miami was ranked in the top 20 of four polls, 18 in both the USA Today Coaches Poll and also the NCBWA Poll. The Canes held their position at number 19 in D1 Baseball's top 25. They are number 20 in the Baseball America rankings. Hurricanes also appear in the perfect game top 25 at number 22. Canes went 3-1 last week. They won big at FAU. They took 2 out of 3 against Virginia. They are 12-8 overall, 7-7. Inside the ACC, playing FIU tonight, first pitch in five minutes. And then this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and 1 o'clock, Miami will entertain the Duke Blue Devils. I'll have that game for you on Sunday on the ACC Network Extra, Sunday at 1 o'clock. So baseball in action in about five minutes at FIU. And then this weekend, they will play home uh, against the Duke Blue Devils. So look forward to... Hurricane Baseball coming back, getting on a little bit of a roll as well after taking two out of three last week on the road at Virginia in conference play. Hopefully they can keep that going against Duke this weekend. So home against Duke Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Then FIU comes back to Alex Rodriguez Park on April the 7th. And then Pittsburgh, April the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Miami will be on the road at Pittsburgh, who is off to a surprisingly good start in baseball this weekend, or rather this past week. On Monday, we had pro day. Uh, Jordan Brevin Jordan ran a four six his first time, a four six four his second time. Not considered as a uh, big tight end, not he's big. I mean, look, he's six foot three, six foot two, six three, two forty seven. But there are other guys in the NFL that are even bigger. I think he will have a productive NFL career. I think a lot of teams see him as a tight end that can line up in the slot, which he did 31% of the time at the University of Miami. Very smooth route runner and a guy that, that you can get plenty of mismatches uh, with when you incorporate him into your offense. Jalen Phillips, who had eight sacks last year for Miami plus an interception, he, uh, he just shocked everybody, I think, with his explosiveness. He won about every drill. He ran 4-5 four, uh, four his first time, four, five, eight his second time, and uh, a guy that can impact the game, can also play outside linebacker in a 3-4. Phillips will go in the first round, as will Greg Rousseau, because of his versatility. Rousseau is a very uh, raw player. Clearly, his best football is in front of him, as is the best football of all these guys, but for Rousseau, even more so. Uh, projected as a top 25 player. The scouts were very impressed with him and, of course, showed that he could be a very good outside pass rusher and did a lot of damage working inside when he played at the University of Miami. The question about his inside pass rush was working against centers and guard at college, in college football, that will be a lot different at the next level. And then Quincy Roche showed off a lot of pass rushing moves, ran a four uh his second time, four six two. His second time, four six six. His first time, and has demonstrated that he has a lot of pass rush moves, which we are going to talk them about. Not only his uh, first couple of moves, but. He's such a good pass rusher. He's got a lot of counter moves has been very well coached in his career and also getting a lot of good work since the end of the football season going into these pro days. So we'll talk with Quincy and have him discuss what it's been like for him to talk about his play with the scouts and coaches and what teams might interest him. Of course, at the Senior Bowl, he was uh, coached by Carolina, but the Dolphins coaching staff was at the Senior Bowl as well. Uh, did a lot of great work at the senior bowl and was very impressive in his pro day at the university of Miami. So uh, we'll keep an eye on his progress between now and draft day at the end of the month. Uh, But the Canes will be, I think represented pretty well in the draft and probably in the first round with Jalen Phillips and Greg Rousseau. Hope you enjoyed our tribute to Howard Schnellenberger to kick off the show. Of course, uh, Our Don Bailey was the captain of Howard Schnellenberger's 1981-82 teams and uh, just has so many great memories and takes so much great pride in the fact that he played for Howard Schnellenberger. Uh, So hope you enjoyed that tribute. Also, our look at Hurricanes football from the Green Tree practice field. When we come back and start our number two, Eric McLean from the ACC Network. He'll talk a little bit more about what he saw on Pro Day and also – can anybody, can anybody catch the Clemson Tigers in the ACC this year? And then we'll talk with Quincy Roche and have a really nice discussion. Looking forward to discussing Hurricane basketball with Sam Wardenberg. That is all coming up as we continue on the Hurricane Hotline right after this.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.